This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. God, what an awesome day. Isn't God good? He's always good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I would like to ask you if you can stand with me this evening. We're going to open in prayer. And uh, while you're doing that, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for another wonderful privilege and opportunity to share the Word of God with you this evening. So let's open up in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, as always, we come to you knowing that you are the Lord of our church. And we remind ourselves that without you, we can do nothing. So we invite you to come and have your way. Come and lead us and guide us tonight. Deposit in our heart exactly what you have for us so that we can leave here encouraged and changed to run the race you set for us. And in advance, we want to give you alone all the praise, honor, and glory for what you're about to do through your word this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated, family. And as you know, it's team night. We are part of the winning team, amen? We are Jesus' team, and so we are going to win no matter what. We are going to win, and you are part of the team. No matter what you do, you're a part of Jesus' team. So isn't that great? You need to be excited about that. And so tonight, I want to speak to you about the following topic. And that's the qualities of a leader. Qualities of a leader. You know, in life, we should all desire to lead. That should be our desire, amen? To want to lead in every area of life. To lead at home, to lead at work, to lead at school. Wherever we are, we should really desire to want to lead. At least we should want to lead ourselves, would you agree? If we're not sure about those areas, and I want you to be sure about those areas, you should definitely want to lead yourself. I mean, if you think about the world that we're living in at the moment, so many people are making such terrible decisions for their own personal lives, and you have to look at that and think they're not leading themselves well. Amen? I mean, you see it on the news, you see decisions that people make, and you really have to wonder, why is that happening? And I believe that's happening, number one, primarily because of wrong influence. They've been influenced incorrectly. They're not given the good teachings that we get on how to lead and how to be a leader and how to lead successfully in life. So they make those wrong decisions and end up destroying their lives. Now, you know God wants you to have victory, amen? He wants you to succeed in your life. And so we're going to look at qualities of a leader tonight. Now, if I had to speak to you and say to you, uh, what would one important thing be if you came into the presence of a leader, would you want to leave them better off or worse off? You want to leave them better off, right? And so with this next statement, let's read this. This is very important. It says this, people don't remember our words. They remember how we made them feel. Isn't that true? I mean, you've heard this said before, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. Isn't that true? So people might not necessarily remember the last five sermons at Christian Family Church, but they do remember how people made them feel. And a good quality leader, a person that's leading in life or even leading themselves, when a person leaves them, they leave them feeling, gee, I felt good to be with that person. And that's obviously super important. And so I want to speak to you about how we're going to do that. Now look at this statement over here. It says this, You can't build culture. You can only be culture. Let me explain that to you for a moment. I can't say to you, wow, this is the most loving church in the world. That's our culture. Just saying it doesn't make it our culture, right? But if you experience that, that's how you be culture. Culture is what people experience, not what we say. 
You can go to companies and say, we have the best quality Mickey Mouse toys in the world. <laughs> but if they fall apart after you've played with them once, that's not true. You experience it by the fact that their toys are quality, amen? So we have to be a culture. We can't just tell people what our culture is. You've got to live it out. And that's why you're the most awesome congregation in the world because you live out the love of Jesus, amen? Praise the Lord. And so it's important for us to do that. And so I wanna to read to you a portion of scripture. Let's have a look at this. And this is found in Daniel. Now listen to this. This was very, very interesting here. It says this. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps. Now what is a satrap? A satrap is a local leader, an area leader, local leader. So it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdoms with three administrators over them, <clears throat> one whom was Daniel. So yeah, we have all these local leaders, but we have three main administrators over them. So you can probably think of that as an organization with a whole lot of managers, but then you might have directors over those managers, just to explain the picture to you. So it goes on and says this. These satraps, these area local leaders, were made accountable to the administrators, to them, so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel, this is important, so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities. He lived it out. He didn't just say, listen, I'm exceptional. He lived it out. They could see that by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Now, the king didn't set him over the kingdom because he said, I'm the best you got. The king saw something in his life. That's why the king said, I'm going to put you over all those leaders. I'm going to make you one of the main leaders around. So why? Because they saw something. He lived the culture. He didn't just say it. He lived the culture. And so tonight, I want to take a look at four qualities of a leader to help us be the culture. Not just say it but to be it. And if we live these things out, you will have and be the culture of an exceptional leader. Are you ready? Got your pens and paper? Here's the first one. The first one is this. Number one, we love God. If you wanna be a great leader, you must love God. You must love God. That's so important for us to have a love for God. We know what Jesus said in Matthew 6, he said, seek first the kingdom. Right, not second, not third. I must have God as my number one. He is my true north. He's my compass. God is number one. And so we see here that we need to love God. That's the most important thing, okay, for us to have a love for God. People can see if you have a love for God, amen? They can see it on you. You mustn't tell them, hey, listen, by the way, I'm a Christian. And if they look at you and say, really? <laughs> they should be saying, there's something about you that I just can't put my finger on, but you're different. That's what they should be saying because they should be seeing that culture of the love of God in you, amen? So let's have a look at this. It says here in Acts, it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled. Do you know what that word unschooled is in the original Greek? Are you ready for it? It's the word idiots. Seriously, the translators were just being kind here. But that was the word they said. They said, these guys are idiots. They're ordinary men. And this is the thing, though, that got their attention. They were astonished, even though they thought that of them, 
they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They saw something on them. When these men spoke, when they did what they did, these leaders knew there was something different about them. Even though they had this opinion of them, they stood out different, right? And so here we can see they were being the culture, they were living it. You know, there's a, a institution in America called the Gallup Institution. They do statistics and they do polls. And this is what they said, listen to this. They said the number one factor of credibility in the church is the passion of the pastor. The senior pastor, the credibility, the number one factor, this is when they polled people. They just polled a whole lot of people. And they said the number one factor for credibility in the church is the passion of the pastor. Does the pastor love God? Does the pastor, they wanna see the passion. Let me now bring this to you as a leader. Can they see passion in what you do? Are you passionate about the work you do? Are you passionate about being a father, a mother? Are you passionate about uh, the job you have? People must see, must know your credibility by how passionate it is of what you do. That's being a culture, wouldn't you say, agree with me? That's living it out. That's them seeing it. I mean, you see some people who love their work. They love what they do. You just can't hold them down. Don't you love the people like that? When you walk into a store somewhere and there's the person behind the counter, they're just so excited that you are there, you know they love their job, right? Amen? And so that's important. You've got to be passionate about what it is that you do. So what do we need to do in order to be like that? Number one, let's have a look here. We need to develop our closeness with God. Develop that. How do I develop my closeness with God? Well, the way I develop my closeness with God is I do things like read the Bible. Now, I don't read the Bible to say it's my goal to read the Bible. I read my Bible because I love God. I want to know Him better. I pray. That's another way I develop my closeness with God. I don't pray to say, hey, I've prayed today. I pray because I love God and I want to know Him better. I come to church. Well done to you. <laughs> I come to church not to say, hey, I've been to church this week. I come to church because I love my God. I want to be with His family. I want to worship Him together. That's the ways we develop our closeness with God is we have to be it. Not to say I want to do it, be it. I read the Bible because I love the Lord. I support His kingdom because I love Him. That's why I do it. I don't return my tithe because I just need to return my tithe. I do it because I love my God and I want to see His name spread throughout the nations of the world. That's why I do it. He's worth more to me than 10% of my income, amen? So I do it because I love him, family. And that's the culture. We need to live it out. And so we develop our closeness with God. This is the next one, is we need to develop our character. Character is so super important. You know, character is your conduct, right? It's the what you do. And the best way to know if your character is good or not so good is what you do when people are not watching. What are you doing when people are not watching? Are you still praying that hour? Are you still reading every day? Are you not involved with things you shouldn't be, looking at things you shouldn't be looking at? That's developing your character. So you have to do those things. So that's the second thing. If I want to really show that I love God, I must work on my character. That's super important. The next one is this. Develop your calling. What is it that God has called you to do? You need to develop that. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm, I wanna work in the car park at church, Great. You need to develop that. You need to find out, how can I be the best car park guy at Christian Family Church? If I'm working in the children's church, how can I be the best 
child minder. I must develop it by finding out information. You know what I like to do? I subscribe to leadership stuff. I love leadership stuff. I've got books from John Maxwell and Sam Chan, and I subscribe to their, their, their different pods and things. Why? Because I want to develop my calling. I want to lead more effectively. It's my responsibility to do something about developing that. So whatever it is in your area, if you are doing something at work or you're a sports person, what are you doing to develop that calling? God may have called you to be the best doctor, a lawyer, a great politician in our nation. Amen? What are you doing to develop that? It's not just going to happen, right? We need to do something about it. We need to develop our calling by putting in the extra. That's showing people, I want to honor God. I'm going to be the best I can be to honor Him. Amen? So those are things we need to do. So what's the second uh, 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 character thing we need to do to develop that culture? The second thing is this. We need to love people. Love God and love people. I love what John Maxwell said. John Maxwell said these words. He said, you can't really lead people if you don't love them. You can't really lead people if you don't love them. And that's in any sphere. Whether you're at work or you're a prefect at school, do you really have a love to see those people excel in where you're at. You need to have a love for people. We need to learn to love people. Look at this verse. It says this in 1 Thessalonians. It says this. We loved you so much, we were delighted to share the gospel, to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So they said, we didn't just want to come and tell you the good news. We want to show you the good news. We want to live it out with you. That's how you love people. You live it out with them. You walk with them. You take them on a journey. You show people you love them. That is simply discipleship. That's really what it is. If I want to lead somebody, the best way to lead them is to show them. It's easy to say, go to growth track. It's better to say, come with me to growth track. It's easy to say, you should be in a small group, and we all should be in a small group. Amen. <laughs> but it's better to say, come with me. Because I love you, come with me. Let us serve together. Let's do this together. The same applies to your work. The same applies at your school, your university. Wherever you choose to lead, wherever you want to be a quality leader, you need to love people and say, not only do I want to tell you the good news, I want to live it out with you. I want to live that life with you. Amen. Look at this. You see, the reason that's important is because real uh, life change happens in the context of relationships. If you truly want to see somebody's life change, there has to be a giving of yourself to them for their lives to change. That's one of our key values, in fact, in groups, is people's lives change when they come into contact with other people. When you join a serve group here, if you're part of the dream team or you're working in different areas of the church, you, your life will change as a result of the fact that you came into contact with others. If you're in a group, the same thing happens. If you're at work, and you want to see a person excel the best and you're a leader, somebody needs to come into contact with them so that real change can take place. Because real life change happens in the context of relationship. Amen? This is also super important. If we want to love people, we have to do this. You need to see people as they could be. See the best in them. That's how God looks at you. When God looks at you, He looks at you through the price paid at the cross. That's how He looks at you. Amen? He sees the best that you can be. That's what he sees. Now, if you see them that way, the next thing is to say what you see. Say what you see. Say, hey, Pastor Simon, you're one of the best lecturers this church has got. 
That's what you are. I see that in him. His lecture's great. He loves the word of God. Pastor Mark and Angie, I know I can always count on Pastor Mark and Angie when it comes to prayer. They will sacrifice for prayer. That's who they are. Amen? And many. I have people here that are in our group. There's a from our group. He's so faithful. I see him every week in our group. He's faithful. You need to say what you see. That's how God sees them. We need to say them. And the next one is this. Start a process to develop them. So see what they could be, say what they are, and then help them to live it out. Start the process. That's a quality of a leader who loves people, who loves people. That's being a culture. Amen? And so the third one now, we've looked at loving God. We need to love God. We need to love people. And the third one is this. We must pursue excellence. Pursue excellence. You know, not only does God love us and hug us and want to be with us, but I believe God loves excellence. I believe God wants things to be done right. Would you agree with me, family? I believe that's what he wants. You know, in a marketing class, they said this in a marketing class. They said, how do you get some people to come back and redo business with you? How do you get return business? They asked the question, is it price? Is it product? Is that what causes people to come back the most? Do you know that the results said that is the least reason why people come and do redo business with you? So if you're a business person, that's not the main reason. People come back if they feel comfortable. That's why people come back, if they feel comfortable. So what then, what makes people feel comfortable? This. Excellence creates comfort. Excellence creates comfort. Let me ask you this. If you uh, went to a doctor's room for the very first time, okay, and you walked in there, and uh, his, that paper's all over the chair, and uh, his desk was full of his lunch from the afternoon, he had a pencil behind his ear, and uh, you're going to say, okay, well, this is the doctor that's going to operate me. I'm super comfortable about this. No, of course not. But if you went in there and the place is neat, the receptionist says, welcome, you're on time, wonderful. You go in there, the doctor's got everything he needs, everything's in place. You feel comfortable with excellence. That's what makes you feel comfortable. And so as leaders, we need to pursue excellence. We need to show excellence. People are comfortable with excellence. That's what they're comfortable with. You know the man who uh, started the the Ritz-Colton Hotels? I don't know if you've ever heard of the Ritz-Colton Hotels. They're very upmarket hotels. The man who started that said this. He said, every customer wants three things. Every customer wants three things. And they are super successful, just by the way, at that hotel group. And he recognized this. He says, this is the first thing they want. They want the product to be defect-free. That's what they want. In other words, when I go into the room, sheets must be clean, carpet must be clean, things must be in order. They want things to be defect-free. The next thing they want is they want the product in a timely fashion. They want things to be in a timely fashion. But the third one, they say, is the most important compared to the other two by 10 times more important. That's what the third one is. He said this. They want people who deliver the product to be nice. (laughs) Who likes people to treat them nice? Great leaders treat people nice. They help people. They show they love God. They love people and they show excellence. People want to be treated nice. Amen? That's super important. And so we, we do things well. We respect people's time. That's super important to respect people's time. And the third thing is, we put people ahead of policy. What does that mean? Let me give you a church example because it's the one we live with. 
You know at Christian Family Church, we open the doors 30 minutes before the service starts, right? That's our policy. That's our procedure. There's reasons for that. We do that because we're doing sound checks and we're getting things ready for you so you can have a great experience. That's why we do those things. Now, if an elderly person came to the door on a walker or in a wheelchair, we could easily say, no, the policy is 30 minutes. You can't come inside. You just must stand out there and suffer. That's not right. So we put then people over the policy or the procedure. We say, okay, let that lady come in. Let that man come in and sit down so long while we're still getting ready. That's putting people over the process. Amen? And that's super important. That shows us that we're pursuing excellence. That shows that we're pursuing excellence. Look at this. It says here in Mark 7, it says this, speaking about Jesus. It says, people were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. Jesus did things well, family. He did them well. Isn't that right? He just didn't kind of say, well, I'm not quite sure. Let's just try this, see what happens, you know. Uh, no, he did things well. He knew what he wanted to do. He showed excellence. He led his team right, and he helped them to grow. He showed all those principles. He loved God. He loved people, and he pursued excellence, right? Amen? So that's very important. We need to then do things well. We need to do them before we are asked. Amen? <laughs> that's super important. And the next one is this. Do more than is expected. That's the one thing I love about our team. I really love these things about our team. You know, whenever we ask them, can you do this for me? It's never too much for them. It's never an issue to say, oh, no, not another request. They always say yes. In fact, we have some on our team that say, can I help you with something else? Those are some great qualities, amen, and we need to do those things. And so the fourth and final uh, quality to, to show culture and to live culture is this one. We choose joy. Isn't it good to be happy? <laughs> it's great to be happy. We need to choose joy, family. Look what it says here. It says this in Psalms. It says, excuse me, serve the Lord with gladness. It didn't say serve the Lord with sadness or madness. <laughs> it said serve the Lord with gladness. Didn't uh, David say he was happy when he said, let's go to be the house of the Lord. So we need to choose joy. We need to be excited about serving God. We let people show, let them see that you're happy that you're a child of God. I mean, if you have to say to people, you know, I love the Lord and he's so good to me. Some people may think, listen, your problems are worse than mine. I'm just going to stick without Jesus because it looks like you've got more challenges with him. <laughs> no, be happy. He's a great God. We need to choose it. It's a choice that we make. Look at this. My attitude is a choice. My attitude is a choice. When you wake up in the morning, you choose. No matter what challenges you've been through, no matter what's coming that day, maybe you've got a serious meeting or some difficult tasks you have to uh, accomplish that day. Hey, man, choose your day. Choose to have the right attitude. Choose. I'm just going to, no matter what, I'm going to be happy. When you walk into a store and they're happy and they're treating you well, you feel good, right? Even though they might have the world on their shoulders, they're treating you like you're the first and best customer of the day. And we need to be like that. We need to choose joy. So in other words, we need to be, be joyful. Just be joyful. Be happy. It's good to laugh, amen? It's good to laugh in church. Isn't that right? Can I tell you a quick joke? Can I do that? Okay, so, so old Young gets married, and so he decides that on his 10th wedding anniversary, he's going to take his wife to Mauritius. So obviously, she's super excited, and off they go on their 10th anniversary to Mauritius. And then on his 20th anniversary, he decided to go back and fetch her. 
<laughs> but we can be happy in church. I mean, naughty pastor, wrong joke, okay. But be joyful, be joyful. And the next thing we can be is be positive. Come on, we need people that are positive, right? Don't you love positive people? They always have a solution. When, if, you, if you're a leader and you've got people in your team, they, it's fine if they come to you with a problem, but you want them to bring a solution with it. Be positive, we're gonna do this. We're gonna win Johannesburg for Jesus, Christian Family Church. We can do it, amen? Amen, we can do it. So we, we must be positive, family, and we, we must be encouraging. It's so important to encourage people. We all need encouragement, amen? I need encouragement, you need encouragement. We all need encouragement. It's super important. You know, we really do have great people, and I'm not just saying this in this church. We love you. You guys are amazing. You know, we've been able to do so much because of you. I mentioned it last week when I ministered. We've touched the lives of people who had never heard of Christian Family Church because of you. You as a church have made a difference. I want to tell you, you're the best. You really are the best. Give yourselves a hand. You're a great church, amen. In Corinthians, we read, it says, you have Paul, and Paul went through so many different challenges. But look at this. It says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. I mean, he went through some stuff, right? Shipwrecked and beaten and imprisoned. And I mean, he went through stuff. But yeah, he says, always rejoicing. We can choose. To say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And so when we are like that family, when we are people that love God, when we are people that love people, pursue excellence and choose joy, then not only are we living out that culture of a great qualities of a leader, but then we become this. We make every experience a breath of fresh air. Isn't that right? Make it a breath of fresh air. People need that in their lives. And I believe that you walk in those qualities of a leader. You love God, you love people, you pursue excellence and you choose joy so that when people come into your presence, they experience some breath of fresh air in their life, amen? And so you know at Christian Family Church, we wanna keep good culture qualities in front of our eyes all the time. And you might not even know this, but you have already what we call our culture cards. And it's on our church so I'm gonna read you some of them on our church app. That's the Christian Family Church app, not the Church Center app. If you will open that app up, you'll go down to the bottom left, you'll see culture cards. I'm gonna read just some to you. I think there's about 50 of them. This is the first one, it says this. It's a privilege to be on this team. Thank you, God, for choosing me. Isn't that a great culture card? That's awesome, just having the right thing. Then obviously we've covered them. We love God, love people. We pursue excellence, we choose joy. Things like... I was made for this. You were made to do what you're doing. God made you for that. And there's a whole stack of them. They are just so awesome. Amen. Uh, put people ahead of tasks, which we covered tonight. So we've got these culture cards, and I want to encourage you, go onto the app, read them, put them before you. There's many of them. Help you to be the culture, not tell people about it, but live it. And those are some great qualities of a leader. Amen. So I hope that encouraged you this evening. And that you can walk in more victory and see yourself as God sees you as a leader that you already are. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, 
www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.